1: Recorded live. Uh, okay, we are ready to go, Jen. So Maria uh, okay. Lessons and Elizabeth O'Neill's astrology reading for 2016. Go, baby! Woo-hoo. Well, I have to say
0: I, you two must just be living right because you've got great aspects for this year. The, uh, Maria's got a couple of you know what they call challenging ones, but but the great thing about working with LOA people. Is that I never feel like I have to deliver bad news. You know, it's just sort right. of like there's like there's a task, there's a concentration of energy that requires you know some creative reimagining. So, so that's great. But it's mostly it's hugely, hugely positive, and they're very different charts for the year. And I did break them down by quarter, and in fact, that works so well that I may adopt that as standard practice because it sort of it sort of concentrates the uh, energy in a way that I find really helpful. So breaking it down by quarter. Wonderful. uh, Yeah. So what's interesting is that Maria's got a really packed first quarter, somewhat quiet second quarter, and then a really packed third quarter, and not exactly a a quiet fourth quarter either. Um, But Liz has a really quiet fourth quarter, like really, really quiet. Uh, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter aren't more or less even. So, But this, there's a lot going on. And what's interesting is that, especially in Maria's chart, there's stuff that um, looks like it might involve family. Now, that mm-hmm. was easy for me to spot since I know that's sort of an issue hovering in the background. Right. So, but, but, you know, but when I saw this repeated, it's like whenever the moon is involved, the moon um, indicates family, among other things. And sometimes it's your blood family. Sometimes it's if you have people you're closer to than your family, like your tribe, you know, it is in that instead. But I think for you in this case, it's probably is family. So I'm just going to uh, start. Now, I wanted to say for Maria, Maria has one aspect that lasts all year, and it's a really, really nice one. And it involves uh, Saturn and Jupiter in a very cooperative aspect called a tribe. And it's part of a, the large... Big Jupiter-Saturn cycle that runs not just on a collective level, but everybody has it in their chart as well. Jupiter, okay, hold on, Jen. Hold on, Jen. Yeah. You, you, d-
1: yeah. Just stop for a second. You seem a little bit muffled, and so okay. I don't know if it, you could come closer to the thing. How, um,
0: how's that? Is that better?
1: That seems a little bit better. Talk a little bit more.
0: Okay, that's
1: how's that. Say uh, what uh, I that one aspect that I had that lasts throughout oh, the whole the, year. Uh,
0: Saturn, Saturn, trend, Jupiter.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit better. Okay. Okay, good. It's this microphone that came
0: with the iPhone, so I'm always trying to adjust it.
2: So that's is that better.
0: Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, I just had it was probably resting against my cheek or something. So, so Saturn is the slowest moving planet, and it and Jupiter is the second moving planet. So this is this is the big cycle, and uh, what you've got is transiting Saturn trying Jupiter, which is about writing your own story. Okay. It, it, it's sort of like, I know you probably do that anyway, but this whole year, in fact, it starts January 1st, and then it doesn't start to dissipate until October. So it's like the theme for, for 2016 is writing your own story, you know, doing it right. And there's a lot of um, support and stability offered with this aspect because uh, Saturn is the one doing the transiting. It's the one moving around. And affecting the Jupiter that's in your heartstone, so I just wanted to point that out because uh, the timing was so hilarious. Like so starts January first,
2: and it doesn't <laughs> leave until the end
0: of the year. I said, okay, pay special this. So that that is the thing to keep in mind, you know, when we go quarter by quarter. So, so the the first thing I, I wanted to point out, I'm going to talk about two different kinds of aspects. One is the regular ones, the planets. Move around the zodiac, and they affect the charts, the planets in your horoscope. Those are called regular transits. They happen all the time, and for yearly predictions, that's most of you know what astrologers talk about. Now, there's also sort of a second layer of transits that go on, and they're called progressions. And I'm I'm not going to go into detail, but they're longer term and more subtle. Um, so they happen over a longer period of time. But the I don't always look at them but when there's something interesting happening i like to point them out and in maria's first quarter you've got uh, an aspect involving the moon again which is about family and your ascendant which is where how you interact with the world it's sort of like your yourself interacting with the world and it's also the point of manifestation it's like you know the the minute and place you're born you know, so it's the, the actual physical manifestation of you into the world and therefore represents, you know, manifestation of things into reality. So what's interesting is that uh, the moon is involved with your ascendant. And it that's where I see there's going to be a lot of stuff happening with your family. Now, in this particular instance, it's a positive aspect. So it looks like, you know, whatever your plans might be or you might be thinking about, um, it's going to roll along fairly nicely, and that's like a long term underlying aspect that's in play probably at least most of this year okay so that's good so again that's an underlying aspect, and that's kind of influencing the whole the whole um story of what's going on now um another regular transit, another Saturn transit, and again Saturn is about stability and about um firming things up sometimes, you know, standing your ground, finding your place. Uh, Saturn is making a nice aspect with your midheaven, which is your sort of career and personal status point. And here Saturn offers a stabilizing effect in things like business, career, status matters, and it could also involve manifestation since it's a positive aspect. And the midheaven, which is the top of your chart, is the other sort of Manifestation point, because it's, it's out in the world in a slightly huh? different way than your ascendant. so so and then Saturn now Saturn is also uh, going to aspect Pluto. Now Pluto is the big power planet. It's often about upheaval, it's about uh, change, but it's also about hidden treasure, it's about finding things underground. you know it's, it's very intense. And uh, Saturn and Pluto are going to kind of bump heads a little bit. But what the task is, is to find a way to manage a situation where an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. It's just, you know, these things come up in the world. But the way I think about it is an opportunity to flex your Jedi-level Zen practice and trust in the universe. And that's, again, why it's so great talking to LOA people. (laughs) <laughs> because it's like okay, here it comes. It's like it's like a textbook exercise.
1: Well, say that again. Find a way to manage where an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. An immovable object. Okay, so no, is that know. in any area or is that everywhere?
0: Well, uh, let me look. No, that's that's what's interesting. It's in the the ninth house in the sector of your chart. That involves, um, this is one of those, it's a sector that's got a couple of different uh, things going on. It involves faith. It involves, uh, <laughs> and this is totally unrelated, pu- um, publishing matters like writing books, things like that. Uh, it involves higher education, not necessarily going back to school. It just could mean like specialized education, you know, especially in your case because I see something else going on. So. You know, so it's not. This would be more problematic if we're if it were in a different sector of your chart.
1: So but ninth house again. You said ninth house is like what you is, said. For example,
0: it's safe. It's like religious matters, spiritual matters, but it's also publishing for some reason and uh, specialized education. Okay. Yeah. So it's not. It, it would be much more potent if it were in a different sector of your chart. But if you're say. Working on a book, that's where, you know, you might come up with, you know, the, the unstoppable force. Or sometimes it's matters of faith. Now, I don't really see that in your case, you know, but for a religious person, they may have, like, a crisis of faith, something like that. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't, so, so it's really, uh, I don't, I can't speculate about what that might be about, but it's something to keep in mind. Just know, you know, like, when it comes up and you go, oh, that's what Jim's talking. About, so. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. Now there's another long term subtle aspect involving the moon again. And it's also involving your sun, which is sort of like your core being, your core your person, all that you are. You know, the sun is sort of the, the center of your essence, your heart. And it's more change involving family. And this one's slightly different as it, it might represent obstacles or challenges that come up but mostly in the way you perceive things or where you feel like it's affecting you personally it's it's almost like it's it's like it's your perception that's creating the situation and not the situation itself mhm and you could i know that's not you know foreign territory for you so
1: right now is this only in the first quarter <laughs> this is just the first quarter you have a packed first quarter
0: okay Oh, <laughs> and I have another page of notes in the first quarter. So, But okay. meanwhile, while all that's happening, Jupiter, transiting Jupiter is making all these fabulous aspects. Uh, in the first quarter, I mean, I thought this was going to go on for days, you know. <laughs> it's making a trine near sun, which is a fabulous aspect. It's uh, Jupiter's your guardian angel planet. So this is like extremely beneficial, lots of luck, um, and not just love, but also opportunities. You know, things that come your way that you go, oh, my God, that's great. I'm going to grab it. And Jupiter is also training your moon, which is the family situation again. And this is an extremely positive aspect um, Jupiter is making with your two most important planets, the sun and your moon. Uh, okay. The moon is especially notable here as it represents family, as I said. So that's another, you know, very beneficial aspect you know, kind of smoothing the way. You have many more beneficial aspects than the, than the difficult ones. So the difficult ones, I think, will be just more like bumps. You know, the bumps we're always talking about. Right. Yeah. So, and then uh, the, the trickster planet, Uranus, which is sort of like the expect the unexpected planet, is also going to be aspecting your moon, the family situation. And uh, this is where you might have to deal with unexpected changes, changes in plans, changes in situations involving family matters. Uh, things might be a little roller coastery the first quarter.
1: <laughs> okay. okay.
0: Which is probably not unexpected. And, and in addition to that, Jupiter is also going to be making a, a kind of a hard aspect with your ascendant. Again, you, know, you out in the world. And that looks like it might be lots of changes. Uh, It might feel like too much happening at once, like, you know, like there's a lot going on, you know, which kind of goes along with all the other stuff I've been talking about. But it also might mean it's a time to reassess your core values, you know, but with a sense of urgency, like all the stuff that used to be working for me isn't working anymore. You know, I, I have to stop and take a look and uh, see what's going on. Probably because there's a lot going on. You know, sometimes you have to um, change your priorities. You know, right. About what you're going to deal with first. So. Mm-hmm. And, and um, there's two more things happening in the first quarter. Jupiter, again, is making a fabulous aspect with the planet Neptune, which is, I would say, opportunities for the strengthening of faith in the universe. Just, just fabulous. And that's going to, uh, it's just there's so many Jupiter things going on. I really think it's going to be good. Uh, the eclipses that are happening in the first quarter um, are not affecting any of your planet. Uh, although there is the March 8th eclipse is happening in the third house, which could indicate changes to your regular routine, which fits in with all the other stuff I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's one last thing. Um, the Transiting planet Saturn is currently in the 12th house, which is the last sector before it reaches your ascendant. Now, when Saturn reaches your ascendant, that's the beginning of a whole new 28-year chapter. So it's sort of like you're in the final stages of almost withdrawal before you enter into this whole new chapter started, which starts in the fourth quarter of this year. So, so that's Maria's first quarter.
2: God, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I was really getting nervous when I was writing that out. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be lots of days. So now Liz's first quarter—only one page.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: there are some really intense, fabulous aspects going on here. The first quarter is all about power and power boost. Uh, power and what? Power. power boosts. Oh, I like see. a power, power boost. boost, like like an energy surge. Yeah, you know, but in a good way. It's not going to blow out your circuits or anything like that. Oh, good. Uh, the transiting planet, <laughs> Pluto, again, which is sort of that power, is uh, jazzing up that huge concentration of planets around your ascendant in your first house. You have a, a a very large what we call a stellium, which is a concentration of three or more planets. You have Four, kind of sitting right on the Ascendant. So uh, Pluto is going to be influencing uh, Saturn, and that's a good aspect. And that is about uh, stability. It could be about developing uh, discipline or making effort, but not in this case, it's like, oh, i got to make the effort. It's, it's, it's about having the energy and the drive and the ambition to make an effort towards what you want. And that, that's a fabulous aspect. And then Pluto is going to, um, excuse me, it's going to aspect Mercury, which is all about communications. So if you have any inclination about writing or media kind of communications, this would be a great time to, to get something started or even just to make plans in that regard. Uh, it's also influencing the planet Venus, which is about relationships and also money. So uh, this is a great time to try some manifesting stuff. I mean, this whole quarter, I mean, Pluto would just lend this kind of, this kind of wave of energy behind anything you uh, might want to put your hands to. And it's also aspecting your ascendant, which is, again, that, that sort of um, point of entry for you into the world. And it's, it's influencing your ability to interact with the world and to manifest. And again, the Ascendant is the point of manifest- manifestation where things come into being. So there is a lot of power for um, good stuff happening in the 10th house. And Pluto is just going to roll over all those planets uh, one after another
1: uh, in a good so, way. So how would, how would she um, leverage the energy that you see in her first quarter? Right. Well, it, it's a good time to take action
0: because there's this potential for it's like it's like anything you do will be magnified intensely uh because Pluto is is behind it in a positive way so again anything involving communications uh relationships and money you know or or anything you want to do out in the world you know it's like if if you know if you've got plans that involve you know this is this is this doesn't look like a time to you know go stay in a monastery. You know, this is a time to like get stuff moving. Hmm. yeah, and at the same time, uh Saturn transiting Saturn is entering the second house, which is also about money, and it's offering uh, an additional stabilizing force regarding finances and other resources, um, if any obstacles that come up. Uh, I don't see it necessarily. That's again where it requires creative reimagining. But but it, it looks, considering what else is going on, like that's more of a stabilizing factor. You know, especially with Pluto involving Venus up there, which is could definitely be money. So hmm. so it's again, it's a time to to sort of take the reins on anything you want to try.
1: Hmm. So it's not the same energy as, let's say, when you mentioned that Jupiter is kind of like that guardian angel planet where it's like luck, luck, luck. It's not that, but it's still Pluto has some type of good, kind of like you said, power or power boost or good energy.
0: I would say in this case, because it's making what we call a soft aspect, and it's not just a soft aspect. It's one that's got some juice behind it. It's called a sextile. And I always find sextiles very fizzly. Like it, it connects the planets in a very sort of effervescent way. So there there's this idea of sort of uh energy. Um and in this case, you know, uh lots of energy for getting things done. You know, it's huh. like
2: it's like having the, having a wind at your back. So so Jen, it, it's me. Yeah. Is um yeah. Well, Maria's um, reading and my reading in the first quarter, are we going to complement each other, or is it going to go in, in different directions, or do you follow what I'm saying? Yes,
0: I do. It's funny, they're so different, um, but I, I don't see uh, conflict. It looks like you're both going to be doing uh, a lot of stuff. It's like there's a lot going on for both of you, um, but i I don't see where they might conflict in terms of overlapping
2: okay. i mean
0: i didn't I didn't actually look to see you know what's go there's not it's like I don't think either of you are having any similar aspects uh in the same quarter. Now, what's interesting is that uh in the third quarter, Liz has a whole run of Jupiter aspects. You know, whereas Maria is having them in the first quarter. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's a good question, and I I don't see um, conflict necessarily. It just looks like you you might be involved in different kinds of things,
2: just right. because of the nature of the transits involved. Yeah. You know? Right, but we can ride yeah. each other's energy in different quarters. Oh,
0: sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. I mean, I know how you guys work together. So, you know, and, you know, it's very interesting because I could see Liz using all the, the Pluto power to boost Maria's stuff and Maria using all that Jupiter sort of luck to influence Liz's stuff. So, so yeah, that, boy, Jupiter, when you get Jupiter and Pluto together, that's fabulous.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm kind
0: of a Pluto proponent, so. So, yeah, now there's one last thing for Liz's first quarter I want to talk about, and it's one of those long-term kind of subtle things, but it's interesting, and the only reason I mention it is because it involves the moon, and it involves the moon and uh, Mars. And uh, the notes that I took for this particular transit says, you have the courage and resources to face challenges that have previously seemed too tough. And that's interesting, you know, with all the, the Pluto Tower behind you. It's like all suddenly, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm ready to handle that now. You know, <clears> ideal <throat> time to strike out individually, tackle just about anything, take on leadership roles. Um, but there's another kind of interesting element of it, and that is it's a good time to enlist the help of others to create a team effort rather than alienating them. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's just again our so first first quarter.
0: Yeah, that's just the first quarter. Okay, hmm. so that's the first quarter. But that actually that that aspect that I just talked about just starts the first quarter. But it it probably is in play uh, most of the year, and you know at the end of we have time I can look up how long that lasts.
2: That's I mean, but that's, the, the
0: concentration of energy is in the first quarter. You know, because that's where it starts. That's where the aspect starts. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Second quarter, I'll, let's go back to Maria. And now, uh, a lot of things that are happening in the second quarter are repeats of the first quarter, like the uh, the uh, Saturn sextiling midheaven is a repeat, the uh, Saturn square Pluto is a repeat. And then what's happening is uh, Maria is having um, a Pluto aspect of her own, and that's <laughs> interesting, Pluto is going to be conjoining the natal moon. There's the moon again, the family. The moon is all over Maria's activity for this year, which, again, is not surprising. And, oh you know, if you hadn't told me, you know, about what's going on with your family, I probably would have guessed <laughs> because that's what it looks like, what's going on. But with uh, Pluto and the moon together, um, there's a sense of you have the capacity for emotional power. It's like for finding deep deep reservoirs of strength and, um, and discovery of emotion, emotional strength you may never realized you had before. You know, okay. so there's, there's the power boost again, but here in, in, the, uh, in the area of emotions, it is like emotional, but feeling is emotional strength, fortitude, you know, the ability wow. to um, forge ahead, carry on, you know, or uh, start something new. You know, if that's, you know, what you had in mind for 2016. Um, let's see. And in addition to that, um, Jupiter is also going to be uh, conjoining your natal Pluto. And again, when Jupiter and Pluto get together, that is a big transit. But again, it's happening in the ninth house you know the ninth house was the you know spiritual matters higher education and publishing so you know what may happen if you don't have anything going on in those areas you know that one might pass you by you know mm-hmm. without so much as a rumble you know but i expect you know what may happen is like you might get ideas for a book or you might get ideas for running some kind of a course you know some kind of an educational course teaching course you know that that would be a great thing to to do in the second quarter if you have any ideas about that. You know, if you wanted to lead a seminar or have some kind of conference, anything like that, you know, that that would definitely be a ninth house activity. Okay. I'm talking about Maria here. Um, uh, another aspect that looks like um, there's going to be some change. I mean, there's always changes, but here more than usual, but in the sense of lightening things up in a positive way, like possibly unloading stuff, you know, or or refreshing changes. You know, things like when you change the furniture around and go, oh, God, that feels so much better. You know, just kind of changing the energy in a positive way. That's uh, Uranus and Saturn in a very nice aspect.
1: So... Uh, hmm. uh, now, that part, the Jupiter conjoining natal Pluto, that's yep. more, that has nothing to do with the moon. That's all about, like like you said, in the ninth house it's spiritual yep. matters yep. publishing. Okay. Yeah, let me take a quick look because I don't think uh, uh,
0: Pluto and the moon don't really um, do too much together in your chart. I mean, they're sort of widely trying. Uh, no, no, they're trying. So, you know, it could be affecting family matters as well. But again, uh it, because um because it's a trine aspect which is soft, you know, that's it's beneficial. So it could be sort of I hate to use the word upheaval in this case, but upheaval in a good way. You know. It's like there's a big shake up and then everything settles down and it was better than it was before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh Jupiter, Pluto. And then you also have, here's
0: another long-term subtle effect. Uh, The progressed moon, again, family, is going to be joining your ascendant and entering the first house. And what it looks like, and again, this is easy for me to spot because I I know the potentials of what's going on, but it looks like your family coming to you.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, there's only no. Go ahead. No, on what level
1: are you? Like what do you Oregon. mean? You mean in terms well, of coming it, to me? Well, it could it could be on
0: a purely sort of physical level, like they they move to Oregon, they come. To me. Mm-hmm. They may come for a visit, although this is a much more longer term aspect, and I would suspect it was something more permanent than coming for a visit. You know. Okay. I mean, but but it, it's a, the literal interpretation of it would be your family coming to you. But that's that not necessarily how it would play out. I mean, there's always, you know, several interpretations. That was just the one that jumped out to me because, again, I know, you know, what's going on with your folks, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, there's a couple more things so the second quarter, um, more change. Perhaps, now, for anybody else, I might suggest that it was about questioning your identity but, in your case, I think it's more about considering like a personal rebranding you know, like like the Maria Lessons brand, you know it's time to uh undergo some some upgrade
2: nice. know, or
0: changes you know you may want to take a completely different direction mhm,
2: so. hmm.
0: and that's the second quarter for Maria.
2: Hmm. Let me get to Liz there. you got a busy first half there, girl.
0: Oh, man, I'm telling you. Actually, I think I things don't quiet down for Maria until the fourth quarter.
2: Wow.
0: But, I, no, I think it's the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter picks up again. So, Liz, your second quarter Um. was in at the eclipses. They're not really doing anything. Um after oh you so you've stu- the jupiter aspects are starting for you in the second quarter and then i think they go on to the third quarter so now liz gets a dose of the sort of guardian angel planet although um liz's liz's guardian angel planet is mars not jupiter but jupiter is sort of like you know they often call it the cosmic santa claus it's it's a generally beneficial planet so after the Pluto power boost of the first quarter, Jupiter is going to come along and affect uh, all those same planets. So after the Pluto power boost, along comes Jupiter, the luck, plower, the luck planet, to shower blessings on uh, Venus, which is about, again, relationships and money. And boy, having Pluto and then Jupiter affecting Venus in a positive way, wow. I mean... You know, if you're so inclined, you know, buy a lottery ticket now and then. (laughs) I guess that might be what's going on here. Uh, It's also affecting Mercury, which is communications. Again, if you want to do any writing or media, any kind of media. Uh, If you want to start a Facebook presence or if you want to start a website, you know, anything like that. um, That's going on as well. And then Jupiter is going to uh, sextile. Again, nice, sizzly, nice aspect. Your ascendant which is um, more manifestation. And, you know, with Jupiter coming along, it's going to sextile your ascendant, and then at some point down the road, I don't know off the top of my head, it's going to conjoin your ascendant, and that's going to be really intense too. This is, you know, manifestation, and, you know, I'm given to say, because it's, it's you and Maria, you know, think wildest dreams here, you know with both Pluto and Jupiter affecting your ascendant in a positive way, I mean, this is the time, you know, to to work on manifestation if you've got something you want to accomplish. Okay. Yeah, that's really intense, and it's, it's so fabulous. I keep looking at that going, boy, I wish I had that happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, basically what I'm hearing, too, is uh, one thing that I've always uh, uh, loved about Liz is there's a very natural um, manifestation that she has with things, you know, So where she doesn't really have to work at it at all. You know, there's no – I mean, even less than me, you know, like me, I'll take actions, actions, actions on things. But her, she doesn't necessarily have to take the action, action. It just kind of comes to her, like that. she has right. that kind of ability. So what what my belief there is sounds like it's happening in the second quarter for her. Am I hearing that Right. Uh, first and second quarter.
2: Mm-hmm. First, because and and first
0: quarter you get first quarter you get Pluto. Second quarter you get Jupiter,
1: doing the, the sort of the same thing to that run of planets in the first house. Okay. Now I'm curious so, in her first and second quarter. Where is the family thing? It, which I guess you said the moon always means family. Like, what, how does that play right. into the whole Pluto and Jupiter energy?
0: Well, that's interesting because it's not going to happen till sometime later because the uh, sun and the moon uh, uh, are, are farther down the road than that other concentration of planets. So for Pluto, it won't be for quite a while. For Jupiter, it'll happen uh, sometime. It's probably late this year. I might even have it listed in the fourth quarter. But again, it'll be a beneficial aspect. Right, okay. You know, it's the, the sextile. When it goes when it's later in Libra, it'll be sextiling those. Um, when it's early in Libra, it'll be sextiling the uh, the two planets early in Sagittarius. So so yeah, but but Liz isn't getting the same sort of natal moon stuff going on that Maria is. Maria's getting the real concentration of like, you know, the family as it exists in your chart. You know where the moon is in your chart is receiving all the transits whereas Liz's moon is um, not receiving as many transits. Okay. You know, so it's sort of like, it's it's very clearly it's like Maria's family here affecting the whole world. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few things going on, you know, but the way they they look in uh, Liz's chart, it's it's just kind of not the same story,
1: you know. All okay. right.
0: Because if I'm talking about, say, the progressed moon in Liz's chart, that would be about her family. Right, okay. Not, I, see. You know, I mean, I know you two are a family, but it's really more about you, sort of your, you know, your mm-hmm. ancestral family. Your right, birth, got it. You know, mm-hmm. Things like that. I mean, although, again, because you two are a family, these things will affect both of you. you know. So, so the moon stuff that's going on in Maria's chart is clearly going to affect Liz. You know. But I, I don't see it happening in the chart the same way. You know, it's not that same concentration of energy. You know, it's, that's really coming through Maria's chart here. That's right,
1: got it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You
1: know? So um, what's
0: interesting, though, is there is, uh, in the second quarter for Liz, the progressed moon, which is, again, that long-term, subtle influence, uh, enters the fourth house. And the fourth house is all about your home situation and your family. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it doesn't really indicate activity necessarily. It just indicates, like, that's going to be a focus of energy. Like, you know, things might be happening, you know. So that, that's where I can see it coming in. I didn't realize it until I was looking at the list of aspects, you know.
1: Okay, so but when again, you say in Liz's qu- second quarter, there's a progressed moon right. entering fourth house, and it's about a home situation, right. what, what does that mean?
0: but you know it's a family and home it's like where you live you know things that affect your house things that affect your household things that affect your family sometimes it's things that affect your ancestry um you know you may discover something about a relative you know that you never knew you had you know it's it's all about like the tribe and the family and your home you know sort of the the like the cathedral is the seat of the bishop you know it's the seat the seat of the family uh-huh, okay, the forecast, yeah, so that may be where you know I'm seeing things happening in Liz's chart, you know, where in this case it's you know it's about what's going on at home, you know as opposed
1: to what's going on at work, you know
0: what's going right. on, so now you know, would that mean you.
1: anything in terms of um the home with respect to decluttering or shifting of energy, or well, um, it could be because that's sort of gonna be
0: what what it looks like is you're going to be thinking a lot about what's going on at home. There's going to be a focus of sort of emotional energy. So I could certainly see decluttering and rearrangement, uh, improvements, if you wanted to do sort of home improvement kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's, it's, the moon is often, you know, what you're thinking about, you know, what you're concerned about, you know, what you'd like to do. So, so if the moon was in the 10th house, you'd be thinking about your career. You know, but here the moon is in the fourth house, which is which is home stuff, you know, house okay. stuff, home stuff, family stuff.
1: Okay, got it.
0: Okay, good, good. And um, also uh, the last thing. Let me make sure that last thing the second quarter. Yes, last thing is the second quarter. Another nice aspect involving two usually problematic planets. So I don't know, Liz is living right because I don't think she has any hard aspects at all. It's awesome. Um. Transiting Uranus, which is expect the unexpected, is going to sextile your natal Mars. Now, Mars is your guardian angel planet. And this is expect the unexpected, but in a positive way. It's like you might experience unexpected bursts of enthusiasm, strength, will, um, and self-determination. I mean, I don't get the feeling you have a problem with that to begin with. But, but there's, there's this idea of, you know, your ability to act in the world again you know, your Mars planet is what sort of gets you out of bed in the morning, is um, things might come up in a nice way that you didn't expect. So, so that's very right. nice. second yeah. quarter. Yeah, Lisa's got, every time we do a reading for Liz, she's got great aspects. i us to look up at that.
2: I'm just <laughs> a great person.
0: <laughs> that's great. All right, let's see what's going on with Maria's third quarter here. Of course, they're doing construction right up my apartment
2: today. Is uh, it rain in there?
0: I came home yesterday. There was a sign posted. They're going to fix the guardrail. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't see anything wrong with the guardrail. And, and you know, when I, I went out and I looked at it,
2: I still couldn't see anything wrong, but I guess they have to fix it. So, so they're making the like, end okay, of the year, uh, they got to spend money. Oh, the- <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. So, Anyway,
0: okay, third quarter. We're back to Maria, and here we go again. We have another Jupiter theme along with the moon. It's yes, nice. amazing how this stuff plays out. So um, we have quite a few repeats from the fourth quarter. Again, these are long-term aspects that are happening for most of the year. So I'm not going to go through most of them, except that I do note uh, Jupiter trine the sun and Jupiter trine the moon, which are those wonderful beneficial aspects to Jupiter. And also uh, the progressed moon, here we go, another long-term subtle aspect, but it starts in the third quarter, so that's where the concentration of energy is. The progressed moon trines, forms a beautiful aspect with progressed Jupiter. These are two very slow-moving patterns, and it's more positive influences for family matters, offering both uh, good fortune and probably stability, and not a little luck, you know.
1: Um, So... When you said that um, Jupiter's theme, along with the moon, long-term aspects, progress moon and try and progress Jupiter, so it's all, again, about, you just said, more positive aspects with family matters. Is that what you just said? Yep, that's the moon again, the moon. And you said something else, though, not luck or or what were you saying about that? uh, Positive positive influences for family matters, um, both good
0: fortune and possibly uh, stability. But, but I, I don't see stability as much as, like, good luck, like, like you know, um, just general good fortune, like things will work out very nicely, you know. But, again, this is, this is a very long-term, more subtle aspect, you know. So it, it looks like you have this sort of undercurrent of, of good fortune, you know, affecting the whole situation, especially, you know, it concentrates in the second half of the year because that's when this aspect starts. You know, and it'll go on for quite a while because that's a slow-moving thing. Um, but again, where it starts is, is where you have the concentration of energy. So that's in the third quarter. That's the and then Okay. Yeah. And then I have more third quarter stuff too. Hold on just a moment. Um, there's another little bumpy spot where it looks like um, things falling apart, but because they need to be discarded. You know, it's it's like when you have an old car and it starts falling apart. You know, it's like, it's time to get rid of the car and get a new one. You know, get rid of it. Or things falling apart in order to be creatively restructured. And what I think about, there's this uh, Japanese pottery practice where they have a, a pot breaks. They have a beautiful vase and it breaks. And they put it back together using oh. gold. Mm-hmm. So... You've seen this before, right? So that's what okay. I see in this particular aspect, you know. So that you have something falls apart, but you put it back together, and it was better than it was before.
2: Okay, nice.
0: Okay, so I'm still in the third. There's more third quarter here. Uh, Marie's got a packed year. I think this was the case yeah. last year too. I don't know when it's going to quiet down for you guys. So,
2: so you <laughs> make me
0: tired. Oh, man, tell me about it. I got tired doing this stuff. I'm like, does it ever stop?
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's because you both white in the color code.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's fascinating. It's just like, it's like I don't think I've ever done charts for people having so much going on. Now, it won't always be the case, of course. It just happened to be the time when we're doing this. You both have these you know, intense aspects going on. And that's probably why it's happening now, because there's uh-huh. a concentration of energy that you're curious about. So, okay, third quarter. Uh, the September 1st eclipse um, is um, right on Maria, your natal planet Uranus. And what it looks like to me, that's what all about change it looks like it might be the culmination of all those changes that were indicated in the previous two quarters. It's like, this is where, you know, things finally happen. You know, it's really hard to tell. Eclipses are such wild cards. I hate to even speculate, um, but I do want to point out the fact that there there is some activity there. But again, it's that ninth house again. So if you don't have anything going on in the areas of, you know, publishing, spirituality, higher learning, it might just pass you by with no problem. But what I suspect is more likely is that things will come up in those areas, you know, forward development. Right. You know, that you might might not even have in mind, you know, right now. And, you know, especially the planet Uranus is about, you know, unexpected development. You know, that that could very well be the case. So, and then the September 16th eclipse is not really affecting anything in your chart. Uh, So we don't have to worry too much about that one. Uh now what's what also is happening in the third quarter is I see uh lots of assistance and positive flow from powerful planets. You've got Say that the, again? Uh, you've got lots of assistance and positive flow from powerful planets. Okay. Now what you've got is here we go, we're talking about the power planet Pluto again, Uh, Pluto is trining your natal Pluto again in the ninth house. I keep seeing this ninth house thing coming up. And um, I suspect, you know, there could be, again, as I said, you know, developments that you haven't even thought of before.
1: So when you just said Pluto is what?
0: Pluto, the transiting Pluto, the Pluto that's moving around the sky is making a trine, which is a nice aspect with your natal Pluto, where your Pluto is in the horoscope. And what that often means, I mean, it happens to everybody about the same age. You know, we all, I have it happening as well. It's often about um, taking on leadership roles, you know, about becoming a leader in the community. You know, you're, you know, you've had an accumulation of experience, and now it's time to start sort of um, not giving back necessarily, but but uh, using it, you know, to benefit the next generation. You know, usually teaching, you know, again, some kind of, se- I'm seeing some kind of like seminar or retreat or some kind of educational, like you might, you know, you might start teaching coaching or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, you know, that would be a very nine-pound activity. hmm so, so, you know, there may be things sort of, happening underground that you don't even know about yet. So, and then transiting Jupiter, the one moving around, is going to trine, another nice aspect, your natal Mars. In the second house, again, which the second house is all about um, income primarily, but also any other resources that you find helpful. So you get another uh, sort of bene- uh, beneficial pass by of Jupiter for those matters. See that's okay. much, that's that's a much more quiet third quarter, and then it, it picks up again in the in the
2: fourth quarter. But I think Liz has got the packed third quarter. Oh, oh my God. Wow! <laughs> yeah, what do I got? A page and a half.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well. Yeah. No, no, just one page. Just one oh, page. See? And then you have a, you have a really quiet fourth quarter. So. Oh, good.
1: Okay. Because so Maria is making me tired, here. So I'm
2: going to need to rest <laughs> in the
0: fourth. <floor.
2: laughs>
0: okay. So uh, the September 1st and September 16th eclipses are not going to be directly affecting any of your planets. So um, uh, that's interesting. Except what's interesting is the lunar eclipse on September 16th is going to be happening in the fourth house. And again, that's that's the family house. So there could be some changes happening there in the third quarter. But again, eclipses, wild cards, impossible to speculate, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Now, um, Jupiter, we're having a lot of Jupiter activity here again. Uh, again, because you've got, um, let's see what's going on, you've got two planets together, let's see what's going on. yeah, you've got two planets together in the ninth house. So here's another concentration of ninth house activity, but in this case it's blizzards. Um, and what I'm seeing is Jupiter is is sextiling again, a nice juicy sizzly aspect. Uh, your natal Uranus, which is the change planet, and I see unexpected opportunities for travel. Ninth house is also travel, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Publishing, um, higher education especially in your case, non-traditional higher education, like some kind of specialized training um, that's, you know, not going back to college. You know, I definitely don't see that in this case. Yeah, and that's, uh, I don't know, maybe you guys will be traveling. But, like, this is, like, big travel. This is, you know a short road trip to Portland or anything like this. This is kind of like big travel, especially with both of you having, you know, stuff happening in the ninth house. It could be travel. It could be travel. And then uh, there's a whole run of more Jupiter activity as it enters the 11th house, which indicates possibly a larger network of friends, social activity, uh, things like clubs and groups, volunteer work, community activity. And then uh, Jupiter, in an aspect with natal Jupiter, that is like double Jupiter, offers an extra dose of luck and extra opportunities for success, especially in ninth house activity, as above. So there's Mm -hmm. just so much ninth house stuff going on for you both. And Mm -hmm. then um, a similar aspect, Maria had Jupiter trining the sun, which is um, a very beneficial aspect. And Liz has Jupiter in the sun, which is also a beneficial aspect, but it has that, that juice behind it, you know, stuff going on. And uh, this one's really great as Jupiter blesses sort of the very core of who you are. And uh, Jupiter is also sort of a secondary ruler for Liz as it rules Sagittarius, which is where your sun is. So there's pretty megawatt stuff going on here. You know, lots of Jupiter. Transits And that ninth house concentration is so interesting. So that's Liz's third quarter.
1: Yeah, the ninth house concentration, and that was something you were saying a lot about me. But now in the third yes. quarter, it's with Liz. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And you said that could be also spiritual travel, higher education, stuff like that. Yep. 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 Publishing.
0: Publishing. Publishing. I don't know why those things are all lumped together in the ninth
2: house, but but it seems to work. Hmm. Okay.
1: That was considered that was considered packed for her. (laughs) That didn't sound packed to me. Um well compare. I
2: don't compare it to (laughs) our other ones,
1: but I guess for I guess for you whites in the color code that would be considered packed. That sounded kinda horrible to me. It's it's
0: there's a whole run of Jupiter transits. Very okay. confident Jupiter transits. Um, you know, it's sextiles the natal Jupiter. It's sextiles to natal Moon. You know, it's sextiles to natal Sun. It, it whoa! You know,
2: I see. you know a lot of
1: Jupiter, and it, it'll be good. It'll be exciting.
2: You know, and what is way. what is
1: sextile again when you say sextile? Sextile is a beneficial aspect
0: that I find has some kind of juice behind it. It's sort of sizzly and effervescent. Kind of makes things happen. In a good way. It's exciting. It's, it's like champagne. It's like champagne aspect. Kind of bubbly and fun. Uh,
2: okay. Especially when
0: especially when Jupiter is involved. I mean, when you get Jupiter and Venus involved in in sextiles, you know, it's usually like champagne, sh- bubbly and fun. It just right. looks great.
1: It just looks great. Right. So what, is, uh, what would Liz be needing to do in order to leverage that energy in the third quarter? Well, when Jupiter is involved,
0: it often, I mean, sometimes it's just plain luck and good fortune, but sometimes it's opportunities that arise that you actually need to take action on. You know, you have to sort of identify them and go, yes, I'm going to do that. That's a great opportunity. So Mm -hmm. when Jupiter comes along, it's a combination. You know, but, but with all those sextiles, I mean, that just kind of looks like things are going to be rolling along very nicely. And and it looks like fun. I that like looks that. like fun. Jupiter's sextile? Damn. Ah, Damn.
2: Okay. 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 Let me
0: find Maria's fourth quarter. Uh let's see here. Now, um Jupiter in Maria's fourth quarter is going to be sitting right on your midheaven, which is top of the top of your chart, and entering the tenth house, and that is fabulous for career, uh, reputation, and status, especially with you have more progressed moon stuff happening on. And again, the progressions and the slow-moving kind of subtle transits. Progressed moon is going to sextile, again, champagne aspect, natal Venus. And that's, that sounds like it's going to be delicious. Like whatever happened in the last three quarters, um, it's going to culminate in something very pleasant and agreeable. You know, and there's the moon again. There's the family stuff. So that's that's a really really nice aspect to to have in your fourth quarter ending, ending the year with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe no, am there's... I am I interpreting this correctly that also at that quarter there'll be like um, all of a sudden there's a settling energy too, but it's it's got this kind of like you said delicious energy where. Things yes. are becoming and happening, but there's a settling energy for the career, reputation, status to be right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, actually,
1: the um,
0: career and status—it looks like uh, you know Jupiter's sitting right on there. So it's the kind of thing where if you want a lot of activity, you can have it. Um, if you want things to just roll along easily, you can have that too. You know, that that's sort of like how you can work with Jupiter. You know. Mm. But, okay, but it. it's just sort of like the combination of that aspect with the moon, moon Venus thing that I just talked about is just when you get Jupiter and Venus working together in these very nice aspects, I think things should just roll along very nicely. I think you're going to have a fabulous fourth quarter. I mean, I do see indications of more changes involving family, but when you have those other aspects in play, I I really don't think they're going to be difficult. I mean, uh-huh. they're slightly bumpy. I mean, you know, that's life for you, but it just looks like things are, um, things are moving along. But then again, at the same time, you have the transiting Saturn aspecting your uh, Ascendant sitting right on it, and that's opening a whole new 28-year cycle of Saturn moving through the houses. And Saturn is about growth, it's about development, um, it's about stability. You know, and it's about sort of um, making the best use of your skills as well. In fact, there's one astrologer, I was I was really surprised, he said this is like, this is usually a time of personal renaissance.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And at the same time
0: that Saturn is there, you have transiting Jupiter sextiling your ascendant. So you've got, you know, so you've got the Saturn kind of renaissance happening, aided by this this juicy aspect from Jupiter. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, that's really something. No yeah. I wonder I put arrows by it. Like, <laughs> and then at the same time, the, here's the progressed moon again, long-term, subtle influence. Is going to be sextiling. There's that fun aspect again. The regressed Saturn, which indicates a stabilization of family situation, a stabilization of emotions. You know, it's like it really looks like things are going to be settling down. Uh, and then transiting Saturn is going to be sextiling natal Saturn again, more stabilization. And then the year ends with another concentration of um, energy on that Jupiter. Trine Saturn, I talked about at the beginning of the first quarter, which is all about um, writing your own story.
2: Writing what? In a big way. Writing a a new... Writing your own own story. story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hmm. that's
0: that's, that's Maria's fourth quarter. Boy, that looks great.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: it does. That looks great. Now, Liz's fourth quarter is really quiet. I mean, there's no... um, major transiting aspects going on. Uh, there is something that indicates um, perhaps a turning point or a decision to be made, uh, time to let go of relationships that no longer serve you, that kind of thing. You know, that, that's kind of standard operating procedure for LOE people. But then the last thing that's happening, another progression, long-term cell aspect, involves the moon and the ascendant and a sextile aspect which also looks like just kind of nice things happening uh, in terms of family matters.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Otherwise, you don't have anything going on in the fourth quarter. I mean, there's no actual transits happening. Hmm. And that happens sometimes. That's not unusual.
2: Hmm. I got a lot of sexting going on. Sextiles. Yeah, I got a lot of that going on throughout the year. But it sounds it like a good agree. year. It definitely does. Definitely you know. does. And it starts off with a
0: bang, but in a good way. You know, you have all that Pluto stuff going on in the first quarter that's just going to sort of – it's like riding a wave, riding a huge wave, you know, surfing
1: sure. it at the top. Yeah, I just said that.
2: Yeah. Compare. Here. Like, go over yours. Now,
1: what's, with, what's interesting uh, – is that it, Jen, that you have?
2: That's
1: it. That's it. Okay. So can we ask you some questions?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, this is yours. See how to kind of go So I'm just looking
1: at, um, you know, I had a In numerology talk. kind of tarot reading type of thing, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Um, some yes. of those things kind of, you know, like you're saying the first quarter is quite packed, and the numerology made it sound like it's it's a time to... Uh, set up, cut out, firming stuff up, taking stock and in inventory on what lo- no longer serves you, which, I mean, those yep. are very LOA things to do, but it sounded like right. the first quarter was the time to do that, where you let go of things that no longer serve you. What's interesting right. here is from the astrology, it doesn't quite sound lo- like the getting rid of. You know, it sounds like lots of stuff that's happening with family. Um, yep. You said something about... Tra- Saturn transit uh, with career, business, status matters. Um, yep. Find a way to manage an unstoppable force meeting an immovable right. object. Right. But that was more right. in and publishing. Um, so, what would you say that if you were to put a theme for my first quarter? What would you say that was?
2: Um, or my my well, leverage.
1: What was that?
0: Uh, hang on. I'm taking a look. You know, I think the big thing for the first quarter is the um, Jupiter trine and you're both moon and sun. I mean, and that that could be about unloading stuff that no longer serves you, but not in a painful way. It's sort yeah. of like, you know, there there's, you know, it'll feel good. You know, it, it right. won't be the kind of thing where you have to, like, rip stuff up from the inside and go, oh, God, I don't want to let it go. It'll be easy to let things go.
1: Well, you mm. also did say writing your own story was a biggie starting January yeah. 1st. Well, that's,
0: that's the scene for the whole year. I mean, that's happening the oh, okay. year, but it starts January 1st. I mean, it just cracks me up.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: it starts, it doesn't start to dissipate until mid-October. I mean, so that's going for the whole year.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, hmm. and I'm
0: looking, I'm taking a quick look. You know, I I, I see a couple places where letting go of what no longer serves you. I mean the um, progressed moon square progressed sun and also the transiting Saturn square Pluto. You know, that's the unstoppable force meaning an uh, immovable object and maybe that's about unloading stuff.
2: Uh-huh
0: unloading stuff that's, you know, that feels like an obstacle.
1: So how would I leverage, for me to leverage, you know, if we were having this session with somebody who was just a client and we were talking about, well, what could they do, action steps, what would you say right. my action steps or best action steps for the first quarter should be? Uh, let's say
0: I'd like to say looking for opportunities to, to improve your life,
1: uh, action steps, Okay, no, so
2: yes. So first yes. quarter for me, okay, so let me just see. Looking for opportunities to improve my life, okay.
0: And also... Finding the best way to roll with changes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, if we did the same thing for Liz first quarter. Oh,
0: oh, um, um, leverage, that would be about leveraging personal power in a good way.
2: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right.
1: And let's do the same thing for the second quarter. Second
2: quarter.
0: What's your second quarter uh, <clears> there? <throat> oh, I would say for Maria, second quarter would be um, expanding your faith in the universe.
2: Okay. And for Liz, let me take a look. Oh, buy a lottery ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Okay. um, You want to sort of explore things to increase your luck. I mean, not that your luck needs that much increase, but things that will make you feel lucky, luckier. Hmm. That's all that Jupiter stuff going in there. Okay. And, and leveraging <laughs> leveraging opportunity always when Jupiter is around.
2: Okay. And then third quarter? Third
0: quarter.
2: Oh, hang on, let me sketch.
0: Oh, there's where I'm seeing um, letting go of things that are falling apart. That's, that's for, for me. Things. No, that's for Maria. Yeah. Yeah. That's for Maria. And for Liz, um, it's more Jupiter. So leveraging opportunity and enjoying the ride, because that looks like it's going to be fun.
2: Okay, and then fourth quarter. I know you said with me it was a very quiet one. No, I was
1: quiet. Well, no, Liz has got the quiet one.
2: I oh, you, yours oh. is
0: quieter than the other quarters, but <laughs> but not exactly uh, not exactly nothing happening. Um. Uh, uh. Oh. Uh. Dig dig your roots. It's like it's like firm up your roots. Like things things that encourage
1: stability.
2: And there was something
1: delicious in there,
2: right? Yeah. Oh, that was uh, Jupiter, Midheaven,
0: and Moon, Venus. Yeah. And that, that do something, do something fun involving your career. Do something fun.
2: Okay. Do something and what about just Liz? For
0: the, just for the hell of it, because it'll be fun.
2: Hmm. Okay. And as what as
0: about in, Liz? Uh, Liz's fourth quarter: Let go of relationships that no longer serve you.
2: No, I have or, no problem with them. I know. Or um, <laughs> make a decision. Hmm. Okay. Now here's the thing. It was kind of interesting
1: on the um, on the numerology. The third quarter was actually considered like a playful month um, for for expansion. for me. Uh, expansion, expand out as far as I can. Reach out. Have fun with it. Um, there was a little bit of possible um, stepping back into past, like transitionary month, but it said something about Jupiter back, and it's the sugar daddy, which you said obviously you call it the Santa, the cosmic Santa Claus. Yep. This person cosmic called it the sugar daddy, but it, evidently third quarter was like a playful month, which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, yeah, there's a lot of Jupiter uh, stuff going on, but it's it's continuing from the first and second quarters. So I did, right. you know, I didn't go into it that much.
2: Right, but yeah, I, and then could, I, I could
1: see that. I could see and that. And then the second quarter, according to numerology, has to do with the card of success, card of big dreams, building up victory yeah. vortex. That Mars is direct retrograde. <laughs> something about relaxing. That what, when Mars is retrograde, you don't need the energy or something like that. Right. Well, you don't. You don't want to.
0: When Mars is retrograde, um, you don't want to sort of uh, fight fight the waves. You know, you want to. You want to ride the waves
1: you know well you said expanding like, the faith in the universe for me for the second quarter right okay right.
2: uh-huh. and fourth was yeah the fourth, fourth quarter AM, in the yes.
1: numerology was like the quarter of yes distribution of blessings well that you did say for me that it was delicious yeah yeah wouldn't you consider that distribution of blessings delicious Yeah, I said, you know, kind of reaping the rewards, bless as many people as possible, and then I'd be rewarded in that fourth fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah. Jupiter's got blessings,
2: so there you go. Yep,
1: yep. Okay.
2: So they do kind of correlate.
1: Somewhat, yeah. There's a a correlation. I mean, there was also the tarot card readings, too, in there, which just obviously adds something different. Right. And, you know...
0: Hmm. Knowing that, you know, it's I faith. might emphasize different things, but, you know, but I saw the themes happening, and I I wanted to run with those themes.
2: Right. Oh, this is your yearly card.
1: Yeah, there was it was interesting. The tarot card I had a yearly card of, um, of commitment, six. all relationships. Um, yeah. Then the the uh, bridge card had to do with high priestess of faith. So you yeah. know. Basically, faith was coming in, and then the life path card was a strength card. It was a it kind of really yeah. the whole bringing out your strengths and courage, and you know that kind of thing. Which you did say at the beginning something about that even though there might be challenges. Um, see, what I back, what I go on and lean on when there's any type of challenges is the whole faith. Anyway, that unwavering right. faith right. Right. that everything will work out. That's my whole. You know, thing that I do and that I teach, right? So yeah, well that, that makes sure sense because
0: yeah, that's that may be where all that ninth house emphasis is coming in because the ninth house is that
1: faith. right? Yeah. You said that about spiritual. So when you said about ninth house, that's actually kind of what I was thinking about. I mean, there were a couple yeah. of things that were for me personally that I was that were coming to mind only as possibilities. Like I know that this January. The article that I wrote for the Physician Magazine is going out, you know, countrywide, like a hard copy magazine to physician households across the country. And my article, which is probably going to be a two-page spread, is in there, which that's kind of cool, you know, because it's going. That's definitely Ninth House, yes. You know, so that, that came to mind. I'm like, ooh, what will come out of that, you know? Right. Right, and and I want to say that in terms
0: of um, finding your strength, developing your strength, and all of that, that's Saturn. That's all that Saturn activity I was talking about. It's also about strength. Right, okay. Yeah. Sort of like personal, deep, like spiritual strength.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
1: trusting, right. Well, the so, so, um, Shel, do you have a few seconds? Can I share with you something? No, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want to tell you all this. I knew you knew some stuff that was going on with my folks, but I I purposely kind of wasn't really sharing um, a lot of the stuff because I wanted to see how it played out with the astrology, but, um, you know, and also the numerology, but this is kind of what's been happening this over the past month or so. Hmm. Um, There's been a lot of this push and pull energy with my folks, especially with them moving, and What's happened is there's been a lot of emotional, especially for me, which doesn't happen. Right. I'm not am not somebody who cries very often. Well, I'm not saying that as a plus or minus. I'm just saying it's just a fact. I don't cry, really. Yes. And the past, yes. the past month has been a very emotional month with <laughs> my folks, especially my father, because there's been a lot of resistance from him, resistance, right. you know? Right. And right. basically, I ended up writing a letter to them, which is I mean, it was very cathartic. Just this uh, past—I think it was a week ago—I wrote yeah, the letter. It was very, recent. very recent, and it really expressed how I felt. Because every single time I brought up the topic of they've got to start, because they did say, "Oh yes, we'll move next year." But then I've noticed that they, even though they had surgery, they weren't doing anything. They weren't like even yep. just doing a drawer or do And we were kind of like, "Okay, we're only two people. We're getting concerned. Are they really thinking of moving?" So I brought it up and he just went. He went crazy on me. Now he's a Virgo. Whoa. He's very anal. He just he get he's been very angry lately, you know. Huh. And so yeah. I wrote a letter and expressed how I felt. And basically, the 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 crux of the letter was, you know, I don't need his anger and and, and he's making it very difficult. So bottom line is at the end, I said I want peace. And you know, bottom line is we're, I'm just gonna we're gonna leave the moving on the kind of like on the table. It's not even gonna be there. We're not I'm not gonna say anything about it. We're going right. to ride the waves, basically, because yep. I don't want to be pushing it if they don't really want to go, even if that means they lose their house. I'm actually making peace with that. Oh, wow. So, you know, there was this whole cathartic thing that went on, and now it's on a, it's, we're not talking about it. In other words, it's, it's still there, kind of like it's under the rug, kind of like it may happen. Uh, they yep. absolutely have to move financially by 2017 of April, June, they would have to move. But honestly, that would have to happen this year in order for them to move, you know, like September. Right. Like, it's almost like a third quarter they would have to move, right, from all aspects. So it's funny right. that when I'm looking at this, I'm going, interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you're well, saying families there.
0: Yes, and all that moon stuff going on, that progressed moon stuff up, is about your emotions. The moon is about your emotions as well. So that's why you, you may be finding things more emotional than you usually do. Cause, but it's subtle. You know, it's more of a subtle kind of long-term thing going on. But it's noticeable.
2: You know?
1: Yeah. And yeah, I, I would say this past month. This past month it's yeah. been going on a lot. Yeah.
0: And I saw a lot of things that, see, like, you don't know what's going on. You know, it's, un, it's unsettled. It's like, are they coming? Are they not coming? What are they coming What's going on? You know, and I see that, you know, little kind of bits of that throughout the year. So
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Well, does it finally come to a head where there's no unsettled?
0: I think uh, the fourth quarter, it looked like things were settling down somewhat.
1: Yeah, it seems like that, at least from the reading you gave, it seems like fourth quarter is kind of there's a, a feeling. That's what I said, settled. That was the exact word I used. Um, yes. Yeah, we're just, you know, I learned through the you know, and I, I probably should write about this in an article or the the blog that what I had to do with that challenging is when you have somebody of course my parents don't understand law of attraction, they don't understand making peace right. with what is, they don't understand any of that. So his resistance was pushing so hard against somebody who like me who's very Dalai Lama like, you know <laughs> um, and he he was very resistant, like super resistant and angry and you know, and so I have to really come to terms and say, well, even though I, I want what's best for them, and I think this might be best for them, I have to just let it go. And that's where the letting go of stuff comes in, too. Well, you know, and and
0: I'm, even, also, I'm also seeing the Saturn the uh, Saturn Pluto square, because the Saturn would be your father, who's the immovable object. That's what I You
2: know, and, and
0: there's an immovable force meeting you know the the unstoppable force meeting an immovable object and that's why he's freaking out because he knows it's inevitable and he doesn't want to deal with it
1: yeah he's definitely a very um he's tough I mean I don't know if I I don't know if it's a Virgo and Capricorn thing and and of course any other aspects that he has but wow I mean let me tell you (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah wow
2: yeah yeah, so,
0: yeah. so that's, that's, that's probably where that Saturn Pluto square is happening, you know.
2: That okay. Bad. Yeah. yeah, we
1: saw thought, well, as soon as you said, find a way to manage where an unstoppable force meets immovable object, and Liz is like, yeah. your father, your father's immovable. <laughs> and
0: Saturn represents <laughs> your father, yeah. so I think. What was that, Jen? Saturn represents your father. Saturn's
1: your father. Oh. So, that's it. Well, Saturn's your mother,
0: Saturn's your father. W- what is the mother? Moon. Moon is your mother. Saturn is your father. Sun could be your father too, but usually when it's good, it's the sun. When it's bad, it's Saturn.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. I definitely see yeah. that in my chart. <laughs>
2: so
1: right, and then listen, I'm the unstoppable force.
2: You know, like yes, for me, absolutely. I don't
1: yeah I mean, I, don't, I, I know I trust the universe, and that's where I think that faith and that spirituality is coming up big time, because when it comes to the topic of my folks, I have to rely on and just trust the universe. Like I keep on saying to Liz, we just have to do what's best for us from our joy and let right. go, even if we want what's best, even if we think, well we can make this happen for them, we can you know this will be better all. It doesn't matter, we have to let right. it go. You know, and just trust the universe. And that's, you know, that's big when people think, well, what are you going to do? What if you don't move them And What if something happens? And people go all to the what-if negatives. Well, what if something happens to them? What if they can't move? Well, those are what-ifs that I don't have to deal with the universe does. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's only so much you can
2: do.
1: You know, and Liz is is the type of personality that just wants to get it done. She's like, she's kind of like a let's just do it. Let's just get it done. So that's her personality. Like, she doesn't want to wait. She doesn't want this to be hanging over. And I said, well, we don't have to have it hanging over us if we let go of it emotionally. Right. 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 You know? So that's what we're doing now.
0: I think there's only so much you can force it,
1: you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Unless you actually
0: go there and physically move them.
1: Well, we were planning on doing a lot of that. But at the same time now, uh, honestly, for our own emotional well-being and our own joy, I felt it best to let go of it.
2: Right. Right, right. You know?
1: So that's what we're doing now. So it feels we actually had a release. Matter of fact, this other woman was saying that, according to the numerology, that December 21st, that winter solstice is where she saw the the beginning of the year start, essentially, for this reading. Like, in other words, so she was saying things were starting to happen. And it's really funny. When did I write that letter? Did I write that letter around winter solstice? That would be funny. That That would be Monday. I I might have, I might have read, time. yeah, I don't know when I read, wrote that letter, but let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very cathartic to, time to do that. Oh, good. Yeah, so, yeah, no, this is very helpful, and I think, I don't know how you <laughs> feel about it, Jen, but in doing any of our, um our readings for people, I think doing it and breaking it out that way kind of feels pretty cool. December 22nd, I wrote that letter. Holy
2: freaking shit.
1: Wow, isn't that amazing? Wow.
2: But we were discussing it on the 21st, and you weren't really saying much to me. You were working it through your head, but meanwhile, I was having thoughts of, well, she just needs to write a letter. Yeah, we are, we're so connected. We
1: have that type of relationship where we're so connected, and she's got a little psychic thing going on with herself, um, yep. that yep, yep. she was just feeling that. She was just feeling that I was probably going to be writing a letter to them. Yeah. So, oh, how yeah.
0: interesting. Wow. Yeah, uh,
1: it's pretty cool. It was, it was very cool. You know, lots of lessons for me from a law of attraction standpoint, you know, places where you could get a little caught up or stuck, but then how do you navigate it? And it always comes down to letting it go, letting it go. You know, when there's so much resistance, it says it's kind of not meant to be, and right. you have to trust the universe. Right. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this was very, very, very helpful. I think it, it corresponded pretty well <laughs> with some of the stuff. sounds like a rocking year. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty it good really year, does. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah.
0: Good. And yeah. you know, breaking it down into quarters. I really I think I'm going to use that
1: for the next couple of readings we do.
0: Okay, good. That's now, a now good idea. Just,
1: let me just do this. Let me just end this uh, recording. So uh, it's Maria Lessitz uh, and Jen Williams and Elizabeth O'Neill signing out December 28th. Uh, Elizabeth. Okay, Liz O'Neill, though. <laughs> On December 28th, uh, 2015. Uh, ready for a rockin' 2016. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.